Good morning, everybody. My name is Amy here at High Point Church. I'm on the leadership team, and it is such a privilege and a joy to get to bring the word to you this morning. I have been uh, taking a lot of time of prayer and uh, reading through God's word and really believe that God has something special in store for us today. Uh, You know, these last several weeks of the quarantine, I think we're coming up on Two months, maybe a little bit over there, things are beginning to reopen. But at the very beginning, when things were really um, hunkered down, I decided that I would put together a puzzle. Now, I like puzzles. And I know some of you, that's like super stress-inducing. So I get it if you're not a puzzle assembler, but I love puzzles. And so I decided to put together this fun puzzle that uh, it wasn't, you know, just your traditional rectangle puzzle. It actually had rounded edges. It was this beautiful picture of pandas and all these different animals. And it had really unique pieces. It had very intricately cut pieces, funky designs. Just It took me a long time. And so while I was doing this puzzle, it just, it just reminded me, you know, many of us have to do this. Puzzles don't assemble overnight. It takes time. It takes patience. And one of the best things that you can do, uh, this I guess is your tutorial for assembling puzzles today, but one of the best things that you can do is go by the picture on the box, okay? So if you don't have the picture on the box, it's gonna take you a lot longer to do. It's something to reference. You know where you're going. You know that the green colors are going in this corner and the yellow ones are going in this corner. And much like the puzzle and assembling it and looking at all the pieces, our life is very much like that. We have a lot of unique curved edges and there might be a season where everything lines up and you can get, you know, the edge pieces assembled. And then there might be a season where things are funky and you're not really sure how these pieces are going to actually fit and come together. And the one thing that we don't really have to reference when it comes to just life in general is some big picture of of how things are going to turn out. We don't get to reference the box uh, when we're going through things in life. And so today what I want to talk to you about is having faith when you can't see. Having faith when you can't see. It's so important for us to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Let's pray. Father, we just uh, come before you, Lord. We, we just respect you so much, Father, and we give this time to you. And we ask that as we read through your scripture and as we ask you to, to speak to us, that we would come in humility today. Lord, help us to walk by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you would, go ahead and turn in your Bibles with me to Hebrews 11, verse 8. We're going to start in Hebrews. Now, we're in a series called Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up. And in Hebrews 11, I like to call this the Hall of Faith. When you read Hebrews 11, it is person after person after person. And the life that they lived, it was marked by faith. It's such an encouraging uh, book and chapter to read. But today we're going to focus on one uh, specific part of Hebrews 11. And we're focusing on a man named Abraham. Okay, so let's go there. Hebrews 11, verses 8 through 12. Let's read it. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. 
By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who is past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. So we're learning how to walk by faith today. We're learning how to have faith when we cannot see. And we're going to just look at the model of faith that Abraham really gives us in, in the book of Hebrews. But earlier in the book of Genesis. You could read Genesis 12, 17. All those passages will give you in-depth detail, but we're really going to focus here uh, this morning. I'm going to give you three different ways that we can model after Abraham. I like bullet points. I like to take notes. So if you're a note taker like me, you'll appreciate uh, that I have it into three points this morning. So here's our first point today. We need to have faith to go into the unknown to go into the unknown. Now, Abraham and Sarah, they were from an area called Haran. Okay, and in Haran, this is where their family lived. This is where, this is all that they knew. The, the people there, their families were there, their friends were there. They had their local favorite, you know, spot. They had their uh, gym. They had their friends, the place that they would meet, the park. They had their hometown sports team. This was their place. This was all that they knew. And God spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, I want you to pack up your things and I want you to get everything you own and I want you to head into a land. I'll tell you where you're going once you get on the road. Now, if I'm Sarah, I'm going to struggle with this, okay? I'm a planner. I like to know. I, I, if, if Andy were to pull up a, a moving truck in front of our house and say, babe, load it up. We're going to hit the road. God's called us to go. And I would say, where? <laughs> where did he call us to go? But Abraham didn't have the destination. He didn't know where he was going. He was just told to go into an unknown situation. And the scripture says that he obeyed and went. He obeyed and went. Now, we may not be packing up our moving trucks to go, you know, into a city unknown, but there are a lot of unknowns before us. There may be a, maybe you started a new relationship with someone. There's no guarantee that it's going to go the distance. It's something unknown. Maybe that, maybe you just graduated. We have a lot of graduates. It's, it's May, school has ended, and now you're embarking on finding a job. Maybe that is the unknown for you. Maybe your unknown is, man, I sure did think that, you know, God put this business dream in my heart, but it hasn't come to fruition, but you're taking a step of faith. Maybe that's your unknown. To walk into the unknown, it requires a deeply rooted trust in God, a deeply rooted trust. What I mean by that is 2019, for me in particular, um, it was kind of the pinnacle of years of just trying to um, really walk by sight and not by faith. There were many seasons where I was like, yes, God, I trust you. I believe you. You know, we're heading into the unknown. Uh, we're pastors of this church. We moved here in faith. But things maybe didn't transpire the way that I expected. Or maybe 
situations came up that were surprising and, and threw me off. And what I found in 2019 was that my trust in God, my faith in God, it was shaking and it was wavering. And here's a scripture that the Lord took me to that I hope is encouraging to you today. It's Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. This was kind of my anthem for 2019, but here's what it says. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. When you are deeply rooted in Jesus, when you are deeply rooted in God, your trust is firm. It is like a tree planted by the water that even though when the drought comes, because the promise isn't follow Jesus and nothing bad will ever happen in your life. That's not the gospel. The promise is follow Jesus be deeply rooted in him, trust in him, and your leaves will never turn brown when the drought comes. You will always bear fruit. So we have to have faith to go into the unknown, just like Abraham did. The second thing is, is we have to have faith to believe for the impossible. Now, I don't know if you caught it when we were reading Hebrews 11, but I talked about Abraham and Sarah having a baby. God spoke to Abraham and to Sarah and said, I would like to birth nations from your lineage. I would love to give you the descendants as numerous as the stars. At the time that God spoke this to Abraham, Abraham was about 100 years old. Sarah was about 90 years old. Now, I'm 36, and I have four wonderful children, but the thought of carrying a child at 90 God would, it would be a miracle. <laughs> it would be, uh, I would have to have some major faith. And I can only imagine the emotions and the, the, the toil that that may have had, even just emotionally, physically on Sarah. And even for Abraham to believe that God would actually do that. And here's the thing that I want us to focus on. In the scripture, it says that he was as good as dead. He was as good as dead. And for some of you, you're not sitting here and believing God um, to, to have a baby. Maybe that is something that, that you have a desire in your heart, and that's wonderful, and that's good, and you should believe for that. But for some of you, when you look at your life and you look at this scripture, what I want you to remember is that Abraham and Sarah they were old. Their situation to have a child was as good as dead. Yet, God did something impossible. He brought life out of something that was as good as dead. And for you, you have situations, you have circumstances, you have things going on that seem as good as dead. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it is that dream that God put in your heart years ago, but it just hasn't come to life. Things keep happening and, and roadblocks keep coming in front of you. And, and oh, I've got I've to fill the hole in, my, in, in the yard. We have a sinkhole. I've got I've to repair this. I've got to repair the dishwasher. How am I ever going to start this college fund? And you begin, you begin to just find things that are as good as dead. But I'm here to tell you that, again, if your faith is deeply rooted 
in Jesus. If you have a trust in the Lord like Abraham, you can look at that situation that is as good as dead and watch God do something incredible. Our job isn't to to make things happen. Our God is to look at the impossible and say, Jesus, I believe that you came to do the impossible. You made the impossible possible. And because we have faith for that, we can walk and follow Abraham's example and believe that whatever that thing is that is as good as dead in front of us, that God can breathe life back into it and we will see a miracle happen. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. That excites me. That builds my faith. And when I get old one day and I'm am as good as dead, I want to go down swinging. I want people to say, my gosh, you couldn't shut that woman up because she kept talking about how faithful God was and how good he was and how he did, impo- he did the po- he made things possible out of the impossible. We have a God that is faithful, that is true, that is big and better than we could ever imagine. And he can make what is impossible possible. He can bring life out of something that is as good as dead. We have to have faith to go into the unknown. We have to have faith to believe for the impossible. And lastly, this morning, we have to have faith to fully surrender to fully surrender. What I mean by this is when we look at Hebrews chapter 11 and we look at verses 17 through 19, we see that God asked Abraham to hand him over the thing that is most precious to him, to give over his son Isaac. And we, we look at that, and, and I'm sure Abraham had a puzzled look on his face when God asked this of him because this was the very child that God brought out of basically a dead situation. And this was the very child that God was going to build um, Abraham's descendants out of. Yet, God was saying, Abraham, I want you to hand over the thing that is most precious to you, the thing that holds the possibility of those dreams and, and things coming to pass. And what's incredible to me is that Abraham, gosh, he had so much faith. He had so much faith and he went ahead and he obeyed God and he was ready and willing to hand over his son and God stopped him because in this moment, God was testing Abraham's heart. Did Abraham have a heart to give everything he loved, to surrender everything he had to him? Was he letting anything get in the way of following him and obeying him? And Abraham, who goes forward with obeying God, is welcomed by God's grace in this moment. And Isaac, excuse me, Isaac's um, life is spared. This is incredible. And out of Abraham, God's promise was fulfilled. Descendants as numerous as the stars and as, as sand on the seashore, those were the number of descendants that came from Abraham. So it's important for us that when we fully surrender, we have to remember that what we do by faith, how we, how we enter and walk by faith, isn't really just for us. It's for the generations to come. One of the most rewarding moments in ministry for me was years ago, we had uh, this moment where we were just listening to people's story after story and all that Jesus had done in their life. And this one gentleman came up to us and he said, I am so thankful 
that Jesus saved me, that I learned that he is my Lord, that he is my Savior, and that when I seek him first, everything else will be added, that I don't have to worry, that I don't have to do things in my own strength. But most of all, what I'm thankful for is that my daughter and my son will never know what it's like to grow up in a home that doesn't serve Jesus Christ. Now that's powerful. He realized, he got it, that his faith wasn't just for himself, it didn't stop with him, but that it went on to generations, that he had something to tell his children. And for some of you, putting your faith in Jesus, turning away from one way of living and turning to him, that is a cycle-breaking step in families. So we can look at the way Abraham lived in complete obedience and see generations that were changed because of his obedience, just like our friend who surrendered his life to Jesus and said, my children will never know what it's like to live in a home that doesn't serve Jesus. That's incredible. I hope that encourages you this morning. For some of you, you may have never heard the story of Abraham and Sarah. You, you, this may be the first time or the 50th time that you've heard this. But all that we're reading about with Abraham, it's important for us to remember that we're not putting our faith in Abraham. We're able to look at his life and model after him and, and learn from Abraham to walk in obedience and trust in the Lord. But our faith isn't rooted in Abraham. Our faith is rooted in Jesus and if you are sitting here this morning and you don't even know what that means, we're here to help you with that. We want to walk with you and show you and teach you what it means to actually follow Jesus, to turn from one way of living and turn to Jesus, to surrender to him. Because I promise you, when you fully surrender to Jesus and you fully trust in him, you can have the faith to go into the unknown. You can have faith to believe God for the impossible. In Matthew 17, verse 20, this is what we can be encouraged by this morning. It says, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move. Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I have some mustard seed here with me this morning, and it's extremely small. It's extremely small. I'm even going to hold a single one in my hand. It doesn't even look like I'm holding anything. It looks like I'm just pinching my fingers together. Now, what I love is that God doesn't say, you must have mountain-sized faith in order to move the mountain. No. He says, you need to have faith this big to start, just this big, the size of a mustard seed. I can't imagine what it would have been like to Ben Abraham, but this is all he needed to take that first step. This is all he and Sarah needed to believe God to bring life out of something dead. This is all that you need to fully surrender your heart to Jesus this morning. This big, the size of a mustard seed. We can be encouraged this morning that there will be lots of unknowns. 2020 has proved that to us. There's a lot of unknowns. There are a lot of things that seem impossible. But if we can learn to walk by faith, to believe God in what we cannot see, He will make mountains move.
Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. That faith that's required of us isn't gigantic, isn't out of reach, but God is as small as a mustard seed. And God, I pray for those right now who have been walking in defeat, who've been walking in discouragement, who've been walking in fear, in worry, in doubt. And God, I pray for the size of faith, the size of a mustard seed to begin growing in their heart right now. God, for those of of us who have never put our faith in you, Lord, I pray for a a mustard-sized seed of faith to to begin growing in their heart to put their faith in you. God, I pray for those who have their faith in you, have put their trust in you, but God have felt shaken like I did. God, that you would firmly plant their feet on the rock, God, and that they would have faith the size of a mustard seed. God, we trust you. We believe in you. Lord, you are good. You are mighty. You are great. We thank you that when we put our trust in you, we will be like the tree planted by the water whose leaves do not turn brown and whose leaves always bear fruit when the drought comes. You are faithful. In Jesus' name.